This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in here. And uh, if you like the podcast, tell your friends about it. I want to tell you a story. Last December, the San Bernardino County Department of Public Health was having their annual holiday party. One of the employees, Saeed Farouk, and his wife, Tashfin Malik, had just finished off dropping off their six-month-old daughter at his parents' home earlier that morning. At about 11 a.m., just as the party was really getting started, the couple opened fire. They killed 14 people. Twelve of them were Farouk's co-workers. The couple then fled the site of the massacre and were eventually cornered by police. Another gun battle broke out, and Farouk and Malik were killed by police in the middle of the street. The FBI says the attack was an act of terror by homegrown radicals. Both Farouk and Malik were Muslim and had contacts with al-Nusra and other radical Islamist organizations. ISIS said the shooters were supporters of ISIS, but they didn't actually claim responsibility for the attack. Farouk had an iPhone. It was issued to him by the county as part of his employment, and the FBI was able to recover that phone. The problem is they can't get into it. Farouk has a passcode on it, just like the passcode on your iPhone. Four numbers, that's it. But it's enough to stymie the FBI. You see, every iPhone has the same security feature where after 10 wrong entries, all of the data on the iPhone is erased automatically. The FBI wants to get some of that data, but it can't. So the FBI asked Apple to create a new version of the phone's operating system that would disable the passcode safety measure to de-encrypt the iPhone. That way, the FBI could hack into the phone and get the data they want. Apple said no. So the FBI got a judge to issue a court order to get Apple to create this new software to allow the FBI to hack into the phone. The judge issued the order. Apple said no. Tim Cook, the CEO for Apple, released a letter on Apple's website explaining his position. Basically, he said, think of all the information that's held on your phone, your personal information, your banking app, your credit cards, where you've been, who you've been with, and for how long. Your calendars, your contacts, even your health information, all of that is stored on your phone. Apple developed encryption software to prevent criminals from stealing that information from you. Apple says it's so committed to protecting your privacy, even Apple can't currently get into your personal data on your phone. They don't keep it. They can't access it. Complying with the FBI's request would mean undoing All of that security. Apple's argument is that creating a method to open up the phone, even one time, even for the FBI, means that the technology then exists. It it doesn't currently exist, and once it's made, it can't be unmade. There's no getting that genie back into that bottle. It could be used by criminals. It could be used by foreign governments. It could be used by foreign governments to hack iPhones of American operatives. It's a master key for every iPhone in the world. 
Here's a quote from the letter. Quote, we can find no precedent for an American company being forced to expose its customers to a greater risk of attack. The last sentence reads, ultimately, we fear that this demand would undermine the very freedoms and liberty our government is meant to protect. I have to say, I agree with Apple on this. You don't often hear a giant corporation take a principled stand for freedom and liberty, and I'd like to see more of that. I like James Comey, the head of the FBI. I think he's a good man. I want America to be protected from terrorists, and if we can find them and hunt them down and kill them, I'm in favor of that. But I don't want our pursuit of the bad guys to end up exposing the rest of us to other bad guys. Breaking Apple's encryption would do just that. So it was surprising to me that there wasn't much support coming from other tech companies. Google put out a statement saying they were concerned about the issue. Microsoft was rather quiet on the subject. I was really wondering why tech companies, which are generally bastions of liberal thought, weren't willing to stand with Apple on principle. Then, in the very next article, I read that Windows 10 was about to be installed on every computer in the Pentagon. That's about 4 million PCs. See, that's why companies don't often take a stance on liberty and freedom. It costs them government money. Interestingly, one of the reasons why the Pentagon ordered Windows 10 to be installed on all of its systems is that Windows 10 has better encryption than the previous versions of Windows. And the Pentagon was getting hacked way too often, way too easily. You see, the Pentagon wanted better encryption and the FBI wants Apple to weaken its encryption. I was surprised by the response of some of the media. There's an editorial in the Boston Herald, the Boston, Boston, the birthplace of the American Revolution, home of the original Tea Party, the one that actually dumped tea into the harbor in the name of liberty, the place where people fought against the Stamp Act. Here's what the Boston Herald had to say about Apple's decision not to de-encrypt its iPhone software. Quote, Apple is worried about providing a key to unlock one phone of a terrorist now dead and perhaps helping the FBI find out more about the killers and their contacts. It's enough to make patriotic Americans want to throw their iPhones into the nearest pond. So the editorial staff of the Boston Herald is suggesting patriotic Americans should throw their phones into the harbor, just like the Tea Party of 240 years ago. That first protest was about government overreach. We should be throwing our phones into the harbor today in support of government overreach? How is that patriotic? Perhaps the Boston Herald has forgotten what the patriots actually fought for. The editorial ends, quote, Just imagine for a moment if there were a clear and present danger, if unlocking a cell phone could prevent an attack on another American city and the self-righteous Mr. Cook was still concerned about the security of his customers. How about this for logic? Dead Americans can't buy iPhones, close quote. Isn't this logic the exact type of thinking that liberals and the Democrats opposed when the Patriot Act was passed following 
I hope the reason the Boston Herald is taking this view today is a reaction to the Boston Marathon bombing from a few years back and not simply a knee-jerk reaction to support anything that the Democrat Barack Obama's administration proposes. But either way, their reasoning is wrong. It's based on fear, not courage. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The Boston Herald has given in to fear. Liberty is not easy. Freedom is not easy. Democracy is not easy. They all require courage, especially in the face of evil. We must protect the rights of the individual against those criminals who seek to do us harm and against governments that seek to take control of our own security away from us. Today, I stand with Apple because Apple has taken a stand for liberty. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory flying over me.